Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is off today. Growing up in a loving home filled with joy and nourishment is something that everyone dreams of, but that's not always the case. Today's guest is working hard to change that. Christy Haig grew up in a Texas children's home where her father worked for 40 years. It's through that her passion to help children grew. Together with her husband, Dr. Jerry Haig, the president and CEO of One More Child, the duo work hard every day to make sure that every child feels loved. They are both child advocates for not only One More Child, but also Florida Baptist Children's Home. We'll hear what led them down this path and how we can help other children longing for a loving home today on Connections. Christy Haig is a speaker and child advocate with the Florida Baptist Children's Home, as well as One More Child. Christy, both your husband and yourself, you both have this passion to help children. Where did this come from? Oh, well, uh, mine goes back very far. My awesome father has worked at a children's home in Texas for over 40 years. So I, when I was in junior high, we moved out to a ranch in Texas um, where this children's home was. So it was just my world. I, it was a, it was like church camp all the time. <laughs> we, it was a working ranch, and those were all my best friends and my little boyfriends. I went to school. It's a tiny community. Um, so I grew up um, working with and for children in ministry. My sweet husband, who's just the most amazing person I know, um, he actually had his, his degrees, PhD in finance and business world, but always felt a call to ministry. And so we had been, um, he was in the business world and we were actually donors then for this uh, children's home in South Texas. And they called and asked him if he would consider coming and being president. And I was just kind of shocked. And you know what's funny is I'm the one who kind of dragged my feet because I was like, I don't know if you know how hard this is. <laughs> It's really hard. It's wonderful, but and we went and haven't. We just loved every minute of it. It's been twenty years, and we just feel a real call to helping abandoned, abused, neglected and children. And God's just blowing the doors off of ways we can do that right now. We're just expanding like crazy all over the United States and around the world. Uh, you said it's been 20 years that you guys have been involved in, in helping children. What's been the most memorable moment throughout all of that? You know, I can say, Colleen, probably, um, you know, we've been doing this a long time, and so you think you're not going to be shocked. But um, daily I'm just shocked again at um, the depravity of the world, but also the hope of Christ. And we get to daily see children rescued. I think the most graphic and... Um, uh, the thing that makes me cry the most, I would say, keeps me up at night, is is we are heavily involved in anti-child sex trafficking. And I think even just I, a story yesterday, in fact, that I was um, we got forwarded. I just seems like um, you would get that I wouldn't cry all the time about these things, but it's amazing, um, especially in the anti-child sex trafficking, the things we're seeing. And yet, at the same time, like I said, the hope we're seeing, we were the first licensed um, safe home in Florida, and now we work, of course, in Florida, around the world. We work with presidents of other countries. We'll be in India next week um, doing some anti-child sex trafficking work there. And so I think that if I, I, I could, I, we can't go into um, deep stories, but I could tell you story after story that I think that's what's been the 
just the biggest and um, most amazing way I've seen God work is in, in that depraved world where we get to rescue those girls and then you see the Lord do a mighty work in their life and um, how resilient they are and they come out the other side and get to spend time with them and see what the Lord's doing in their lives. I think that's what impacted me the most. For those who don't know, what is One More Child and, and what is the goal uh, of One More Child? Oh, thank you. Um, we are a 115-year-old um, Christian child care organization. We are headquartered in Florida, and yet we work all over. We work in 13 other countries, and we provide Christ-centered services to children and families. We do that primarily, Colleen, in five ways both locally and globally. So all five of these we do here, all over here, and in the many countries we work in. Um, we work in, we are one of the largest providers in Christian foster care. So we'll have about 1,500 children just in our foster care, one more child foster care this year. And we have amazing um, programming, and uh, it's, it's a, an amazing thing to watch, our, our foster care program. Then we have a, a big single moms program um, it's an exciting part we've only been doing this in the last five years and uh, we've changed our program and we get to bring in say like you're a single mom you have four kids um, you've done some jail time you have a, a boyfriend who's been abusive and you, you just need some hope and a break and so we take you in and you live in one of our many homes we've got many 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 single uh, mom homes throughout and you can, you live with us for a year, and we have incredible mentoring, Christian mentoring, um, financial help. A lot of our girls are graduating with degrees, and one one little young lady just graduated with 7000 bucks in the bank and a, new, a car that we gave her. Um, Geico and some different insurance companies are really sweet and give us vehicles for a lot of our moms. So we have foster care, single moms. We um, are involved in child hunger. We'll provide, I think, close to 9 million meals last year. We'll be way over that this year. About a million of those are in backpack feeding programs through schools over the weekend. So we have large feeding programs here and there all over the world. Then the anti-trafficking, like I told you, we're involved in anti-child sex trafficking. And we're involved in a lot of legislation for those things. So not only do we rescue the girls, but we also work, my husband, um, is, the, is over the faith-based coalition for Governor DeSantis in Florida. And then we also are in D.C. a lot, working on legislation. He'll be back up there next week. We'll both be there in a few weeks. We work on many committees up there, bipartisan committees. And we are not political people at all. And we're just heavily involved in helping children. So we're involved in anti-trafficking legislation and and then the last thing, um, the fifth area, is what we call family support. We have um, compassion centers and things where struggling families. We work a lot with the working poor who have jobs and are just trying to make it. They can't make it paycheck to paycheck, and we're trying to keep families together, work on the prevention side. That's what our single moms program is preventative and our um, family support. And families come in. We have last year at in the Compassion Center behind my home, for instance, we had over 300 classes from um, maybe uh, recovery on your credit to just how to budget, um, life skill classes and things like that. So those are the five main 
areas that we work in, both locally and globally. And the goal overall is for these kids to have a loving home and to have a quote-unquote normal life. Why is it so important for a child to to have something as simple as a loving home, and, and how can that affect their lives? Oh, it's just everything. It affects everything. Of course, there's science to back up. Just um, study after study after study on the importance of moving a child towards permanency, which we're heavily involved with trying to um, get kids into adoptive homes all over. We're working on one initiative to get 65,000 children right now from pre-adoptive that are already TPR'd into their permanent homes. But you and I both know the hope that you have when you have stability and when you have love. And the hope of Christ, my, my, my word for the year, every year the Lord kind of gives me a word, and this year it's hope. Um, and these children need hope. They need hope here, and they need hope for an eternity. And through these loving, um, supportive ways, these ministries that, um, that we can reach out to them, it, it changes their life both here and there. And kids thrive when they have... Um, support and structure, you know, we're learning way more, Colleen, about trauma and and how trauma affects children. We've always known, of course, that trauma affects you, but heavily involved right now with trauma-informed care and helping. We're we're doing some of that training in India next week. We've done a lot in Guatemala and, of course, all of the United States. But how trauma affects a child's brain in those early years, but you know, how much you can do with some love and support. It's it's incre- incredible the resilience, resiliency of a child when you just surround them in a loving, supporting, Christ-centered environment. So it is, it is pivotal to um, their health, their mental health, their emotional health, and their spiritual health, um, the programs that we get to do. In all five of those programs, it amazes me that still, you know, in 2020 that we're dealing with these sorts of things, uh, especially right. sex trafficking. You would think by now right. we would have a solution. You know, actually, statistically across the world, there are more people trafficked at this moment in history than in any at any point in history of the human race. I mean, there, statistically, there are more people being trafficked. And so even though we're, we're learning more and the community's learning more, although I actually had a friend a few months ago that looked me in the eye and he said, you know, Christy, is this really going on or is this just a lot of hype? Because we're hearing a lot about trafficking and, and this is an educated man. And I said, oh my goodness. Yes, this is what we deal with every day. Trafficking is real. It's, I guarantee you, Colleen, it's in, it's within miles of your home and, and your station right there. Um, it's in every socioeconomic level. And so we've just got to keep on keeping on um, educating and telling people and getting involved. Um, these, these kids are so worth it. They are so worth it. And we've just got to keep, um, keep the word out, keep telling, and getting more and more people involved. What are some of the success stories of these children that really stand out? I was discussing with my husband and, and some of our staff. I'm going to say her name's Abby. Her name's not really Abby, but Abby. Um, this, this makes me cry to even tell you the story, but I just was briefed on it. Um, <clears throat> Abby, at five years old, um, had a mom 
and the mom had to go to work, and so she would leave Abby with her boyfriend every day, who she says she thought she could trust. She could not, you know, now we know. He began trafficking her at the age of five, um, just multiple, multiple times a day for years. And it's interesting to hear Abby's side. She thought this was just normal, what other children went through. You know, when that's your own, your whole world, you don't realize that this is... So many of our traffic victims don't even realize they're being trafficked because they're so immersed in that world. But years and years, um, Abby endured. And fast forward now, 15 to she's 15, and has had just incredible trauma in her life. Just an amazing young lady, though. Just precious, vibrant young woman has been abused for this many, these, this uh, many years. She's 15 now, and is away from the mom because in a relationship with a boyfriend. And here we go again. The boyfriend starts trafficking her. He's very abusive. Um, tells her he's going to kill her if she does anything about it. You know, really, with all the trauma she's been through. Um, I'm just thrilled to tell you that uh, the Department of Children and Families got involved. We got a call. She was rescued, brought to our incredible safe home. We have an amazing safe home, amazing staff. That It's just remarkable what God does. And we also have mobile units that go out, but we have a safe home. Abby was brought to the safe home, and, and Colleen, you cannot believe the difference that, that we saw immediately and just in loving her, encouraging her, um, telling her this isn't how other people live. You do not have to live this way. Jesus has an amazing plan for your life, helping her see her value and her worth. Fast forward now, three years later, she is with an incredible family, um, foster family who adore her. And, and she just, she looks like just this normal 18 year old thriving, child and you think if that was me goodness gracious but she is just um, doing amazing she's um, always going to have to have counseling she's always going to have you know this trauma in her life but she is just thriving and I'm just so excited that what Satan meant for harm God is just just expanding her world and she's got hope now she has amazing plans for her future and it, it was just incredible to watch her grow in this and to see where she is today. One of those success stories is one of your own staff, Krista Lynn, who we've been speaking with for the past two days. Despite all of this trauma in their lives, they're still able to come out on the other side. And it's something as simple as someone just taking that time out of their day to love them. That's right. And I know, Colleen, that Krista didn't brag on herself, but oh my goodness, she is a hero of the faith to me. She should be in the Hebrews, Hebrews, you know, heroes of the faith. She is amazing. She has taken just seriously what, what Satan meant for harm. And she is brilliant. Um, the Lord has just given her such a bright mind. I think she's the guru in, in the U.S. right now in anti-child um, trafficking. She is kind. She runs an amazing, she's, She's got an incredible mind because she can run a, a great program, but she also loves on those girls, and she can relate to every one of them. Plus, they can't pull any, anything off on her. <laughs> she she knows too much, so she is on top of it. I, I'm sure she didn't brag on herself, but let me just brag on her. She is incredible. We praise God for her. 
and the Lord is is changing the world through her. What is your hope for One More Child for the future, and what are the next steps? Um, oh, thank you for asking. We have a simple prayer. I'm, I don't know if it's eight, nine years ago, the Lord placed on my husband and, and my heart, probably 10 years ago, we started praying a really simple pr- um, prayer. And we're, we're big on praying big. That's all right. We're just, we're big on just praying big and letting the God, and letting God put parameters on things, not boxing him in. We started praying, give us the world for children. Lord, please just over and over and over, please give us the world for children for your glory. And he has just thrown open the doors. And so even in the past year, we're seeing um, just so many more people get involved, other nations get involved. So our hope is that the Lord will continue to just answer that prayer, to give us the entire world for for children and for his glory. We'd like to see uh, no more hungry children. It drives me nuts to see a hungry child. There should not be one hungry child in the world. There's enough food to go around ten times over. There should not be a hungry child. So our hope is is to continue to feed hungry children physically and spiritually. Um, We see God, as I told you, moving in just massive ways in anti-trafficking. I'm seeing him just push back the darkness. Um, in so many ways, both legislatively and programmatically. And so in the next several years, we see that just greatly expanding. We see um, foster care initiatives in the United States and helping other governments around the world. We see God doing really things, big things in foster and adoption around the world and um, in prevention. Um, Our hope and our goal and our desire and our our dream is to really swing the pendulum back more and more and more to prevention. So we hope to not have to take any kids on the other end. If we're helping families and moms on the front end know how to be good parents and have good marriages in Christ, um, then we won't have the problem on the other end of, of having to take take children away from people. So we're really, really um, excited to be um, expanding our doors and in, on the prevention side. So those are our hopes and our, our dreams. How can people learn more about yourself and about One More Child? Oh, thanks. Um, always you can just go on One More Child or on our website, One More Child. And there, there are probably four specific ways. We call them networks, but anyone can, can jump in on these four areas. Um, we have what's called a foster crew network, and that's where we can come anywhere in the world and help. Maybe, Colleen, maybe you're not called to foster, but someone in your church probably is, and someone probably is fostering. So how do we wrap around those families? Of course, we want new foster parents everywhere, um, Christian foster parents. But if you're not called to that, how can you wrap around those families and help them foster? So we call those foster crews, and we have training materials, wonderful. You can just go on our website, um, onemorechild.org um, slash networks, and, and see about becoming a foster crew network. We'd love for everybody in the world to jo- join our traffic stop action network. Man, you just go on our website, click, and get involved and be part of that, and you get updates on trafficking, what you can do to help in your area. You can ask questions. So, um, traffic Stop Action Network, we have a really cool thing, um, meal packing parties. We can come to you 
with food and help you pack meals that, and we'll guide you through it. We have a, a system. Um, we do all over. We'll come in and help you pack meals and that can serve people all around the world. We can ship those meals locally right around you or other places in the world. So meal packing, so fostering, anti-trafficking, meal packing, and um, single mom, our community program. We can come in to any church in Canada and help you um, with single moms. Maybe set up your own program. Maybe you don't have a home they can move into, but you know single moms. I guarantee you everybody in your churches knows single moms who might be struggling. And we can come in and help you train you on how to wrap around those mamas, um, support them, love them, and encourage them. So if you get on our website, you can learn everything you want to know, and there's specific ways that you can get involved. One last question for you, Christy, for those listening. What is one thing that most people would be shocked to know about the children that you're working with? Um, I would say that they are just longing longing for someone to care about them. We have a a little boy who comes in daily that's in our care begging for someone to adopt him. (laughs) They want families to love them. They want to be, they want normalcy. They desire that. Sometimes it takes a while for them to even realize that they've been abused and traumatized because that's all they're, they're used to. But, they are longing for someone to step in. We we say all the time, Colleen, if you see something, say something. Those children, and we were just at a, a conference, and we heard a lot of these kids speak in Washington, D.C., and you know what they said over and over is, please get involved. Figure out one way, however the Lord is leading you. Maybe you care about hunger. Maybe you care about sex trafficking. Maybe you care about... Um, these kids that are in single mom homes that are struggling financially. Every one of those kids, and a bunch of them were teen, um, we, we really promote um, teen people to foster teens because they're harder to place. But every one of those asked us, asked the audience, to go out and encourage people to care and to get involved. So on whatever level, I, even if you just become a prayer warrior, I'm big on praying on my face. There's a spot right here to my right on my kitchen floor that I'm, I'm big on. I call it red dot praying. It's where you've prayed on your face for so long. When you get up, you got a big red dot on your forehead. I call it red dot pray. Then they are longing for somebody to red dot pray for them. And then get involved, whether you're just helping someone who's helping them or you directly get involved. There are a million ways, but everybody needs to do something. God's called us to care for children. Over and over and over and over in Scripture, He calls us to care for the widow and the orphan. I mean, it is a it is a command, and He, the Book of James, talks about action. We can think about it all day long, but the Lord is saying, "Come do something. Don't just don't just talk about it. Come do something." So I would encourage people, and what they might not realize is every little bit helps. Whether they're praying or giving or going, we need every person and. And if every person did that, that hears this program, and they told someone, and they told someone, we really could um, save every children, every child in the world. I mean, it is possible if Christians got involved, actively involved in helping children in their communities, 
we really could save the world for children. Christy, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.